Okay, let's just get started. Shh. I'm glad you're all uh, chatty this morning. Do you know, when I saw the wee list um, of people when they were speaking, I was really delighted because I noticed that Maddie McCallum was speaking the week before me, so I just thought, it doesn't matter what I say, it's bound to sound better than whatever he said. <laughs> and then I had to listen to his talk when we came home from holiday, and I was just like, oh, it was so good. So if you were here last week, it was really good. It was a real blessing, I'm sure. And obviously, he knows I'm only joking. Okay, so today we're going to talk about uh, participation in what God is doing. And we're just going to look at a few verses in chapter 1 of Second Peter, and they should come up on the screen. Okay. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God, the best invitation we ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you, your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. And I love that translation, it's lovely. I think in the NIV it says participate in the divine nature, but it's that word participation that I want to look at. And of course it says there um, <clears throat> about the terrific promise, and that can be found in 2 Corinthians 6, where Paul tells us that the Lord says, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters. So it's great, isn't it? In God's word, there is a clear invitation for all of us that when we become sons and daughters of the Lord Almighty, we get free tickets to participate in what he's doing. And I just love that sort of picture about the tickets. And I don't know about you, but I think one of the most uh, exciting things that can happen in life is when somebody gives you free tickets to something. Um, I suppose getting tickets, you know, if you've bought them, it's still okay. But when you get given them, it's really exciting. And there's loads of um, excitement and anticipation about that. Uh, my sister lives in Glasgow, my older sister, and her husband was one of the volunteers for the Commonwealth Games a few years ago, and there was a big team of them, so it meant that they got tickets to like the opening ceremony and the closing ceremony, so she was doing loads of singing and flag waving, a bit like July here, but um, you know, what she kept saying was so good, and she was putting her pictures on Facebook, and everybody was really enjoying themselves and getting into the atmosphere, and so when I was preparing for this talk, um, I was saying to Owen, you know, can you tell me about some of the, your highlights of the last few years? And I knew what he was going to say in two things. Well, the first one was when I took him to see the script last year um, in Croke Park in Dublin. And then um, we took him as part of a, a family trip to see Everton playing in Goodison at Christmas, okay? So I said, you know, what was the best things that stood out about those events? And he said about the concert, the best bits were when we were all joining in together. So when everybody knew the words of the songs, everybody was singing along and the atmosphere was brilliant and everybody was taking part. And then sort of the same at the football match, when the goals went in, everybody went crazy and everybody was hugging and strangers, you know. And he'd been to a football match when he was about three um, at Goodison, so he didn't really remember much about it. So, um, you know, when he was recalling it, you know, he could just get all excited and just about that kind of joining in together, a bit like the community stuff that um, Maddie was talking about last week. Like, it was some football match. It was a seven-goal thriller. Unfortunately, it didn't go Everton's way in the end, I'm afraid. So there was a bit of disappointment at the end. But basically, it sounds like if you're given tickets for something, it's good if you can turn up and watch, but it's much better if you can actually join in. And it's brilliant that God is inviting us to participate in what he's doing. There's loads of biblical examples in both the Old and New Testament um, where we can read about the invitation to participate. And even what, in what we know about the, the big sort of standout miracle stories um, that, um, in the New Testament, um, like 
for example, feeding of the 5,000, you know, Jesus could have stood at the front and literally like a rabbit out of a hat, like a magician, just pulled food out. He could have done anything that he wanted, but he didn't. He involved people. He involved a child who had a packed lunch. He involved the disciples. You know, he let them participate. He let them be involved in the miracle and be part of, of the work. And so there's some really good lessons for us this morning about that. The dictionary definition of participation is taking part. Uh, and I love that. And, you know, basically, we're not on our own when we're taking part. God doesn't leave us to it. God is neither a dictator or a spectator of us. He's with us. And, of course, we know that we know that word that was given to Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. You know, it's a powerful reminder of that relationship that God wants with us. And it's not God just looking around or checking in on us from time to time. Uh, if you know me well, you'll know that I'm a big fan of Sarah Bessie. She is a Canadian Christian writer and blogger. And a few weeks ago, when I started to sort of prepare for this talk, I was just looking on Facebook or whatever, and I came across this blog, and this is what she said in it. She said, I'm not working for God. I'm working with God. We're on a rescue mission. We're on a settling things right, all things redeemed mission. And I love that. And there's loads of good words in that. But the most important word in that is the we part. You know, we're not left on our own to get on with things while God gets, goes over here and gets on with the big important stuff. You know, that's why God sent the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Not, so it's not us doing the Lord's work, but God doing his work in us. And so we can be confident and have reassurance in the participation. God wants us to collaborate with him and work in partnership with him, which is just so lovely. Okay, so, so far so good. This is, we know God wants us to participate. We know what it means. But where and in what does he want us to participate in? And that's probably the bit that kind of is sometimes difficult for us. What does participation in the life of God mean? Where can we show up with these tickets that we've been given? And there's great news for all of us here this morning. You know, if participation means to take part, then there's a suggestion there that it's in something that's already going on, so it's already happening. We're not the ones that always have to come up with the ideas. I remember back in September, it was like our first kind of team meeting for church, and Paul asked us all a question, and it was just had four words in it, and the question was this, what is God doing? What is God doing? And it's really important because Paul could have asked us all a different question. He could have said, what are, what are we doing? What do we want to do? You know, what fits in with our plans? Let's get the diary out and fill it up. And then sure, once we've decided everything, we'll get some people to do the stuff and then we'll pray and hopefully God will show up and hopefully that'll work in with what he's doing and he'll be okay to work in with our agenda. And I'm sure maybe some of you have been at a meeting like that. I know I have been. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with being organized. I'm the first to admit I like a bit of plan. I like structure. You know, I like to sort of know what we're doing. And that's not what I'm meaning. My point is this. Our agendas are no good if we don't make time and create space to look and see what God is doing. And the other thing is, when Paul asked us that question, he didn't mean, let's have a look and see what God is doing and all just go, oh, isn't that lovely? Oh, look, at, look what God's doing in that family. Isn't that nice? Oh, look over there at that life group. Look at them. It's really good. What he meant was, what is God doing so that we as a church, the sons and daughters of the living God, can join him in that and avoid striving and trying to do our own stuff? And participation in the life of God means exactly that. What God is doing in the kingdom now and not yet, the right here, right now, your right now life and my right now life. And for us, for you and I this morning, it's an important question. What is God doing in the people and places around me? What's God doing in my workplace? What's God doing with my friends and my neighbours? 
And last week, Matthew said, when God brings different people into our lives, do we ask ourselves why? Are we open to what God is doing in that? And so this morning, if Paul came up to each of us at the end of the service and said, what is God doing in your right now life? What would our answers be? Would we know what we were going to say? Guys, this morning, this is not a trick question, and it's not meant to be difficult, and it's not meant to get us all worried and, you know, be really stressed about it. You know, I think sometimes as Christians and as churches, we can overcomplicate this part. And when we start that kind of striving and that, oh, I don't know what God's doing, I don't know what I'm doing, and we can just really make it really stressful. But if we claim that promise in Second Peter of being a son or daughter of the Lord Almighty and we've received these free tickets to participate in the life of God, then how is it looking for us? How is it working out? And hopefully you'll understand what I'm trying to say here this morning. We need to open our eyes and look around us. You know, who are the people and where are the places that God is inviting us to partner with him? And we don't need to look too far. Yes, of course, on occasion, God will have somewhere different for us or he'll, he'll call us to go somewhere or to a particular place. But more often than not, it's right here. It's right where we are in the moment. Sarah Bessie calls it the radical act of staying put. And I love that. And it's the idea that we don't have to feel called to a place or a people outside of where we are in the present time. You know, one of the most immense privileges for me in this church, being in this church for a few years is having listened to lots of your real stories and your faith journey stories, your first-hand accounts of where, what's happened to you and what's been going on. And like, if you know me, I love stories. They are so powerful. They are real life and they're relevant testimonies of the power and the person and the purpose of Jesus Christ. And they're also a huge encouragement for one another. And quite often, maybe you've been having coffee or you've been sitting talking to Andy and I in our home or whatever, and the stories end with this time where you describe that you sense that God was bringing you to this church or something like, and we just felt this was home, or I just felt that this is the church that God was leading us to or calling us to. And so you've had that urge or that pull or drawing or sense of God's presence to get out of bed on a Sunday morning and come and stand here in this school gym on the plastic, sit in the plastic chairs as we worship Jesus and get to know him more. And if that's us here this morning, we need to open our eyes and our hearts and be tuning in to see what God is doing in the places and the people and the ministries and life groups around this place. You know, quite often there are stories shared from the front, so you do get a taste of what's going on. And we do, we're we're good at community, we're talking to each other, we're hearing the stories. And likewise, if you're visiting us from another church this morning, can I encourage you to go and do the same, you know, where you're from? Many of us here will live, work or go to school outside Carrickfergus. We don't necessarily all live here. And many of us will feel that God has positioned us in those places to do life with people there. And that's brilliant. Um, Alan Scott talks a lot about uh, scattered servants and that's kind of what that means. And if we feel strongly called by God to worship here and bring life to this community here and be the hands and feet of Jesus here, then we need to consider joining the dots. And if you only remember one thing that I say this morning... This is what I want you to remember, okay? Can I encourage us all to join the dots of our lives? As a community of believers, I think I'm right in saying we don't believe in coincidences or fate or whatever, okay? So whatever you want to call it. We believe in a God who knows the plans he has for us, plans to prosper us, bring us hope in the future, right? And he longs for us to join him in helping others to know the same for their lives. I'm just going to tell you a quick example of a friend of mine in this church And a few years ago, she began joining the dots very simply. And I'm just going to recount that very briefly for you. Okay, so a few years ago, um, we were doing a Mother's Day tea room down in our venue. And she just thought, 
you know, this is great. And she invited a colleague uh, from her work to come along. And the colleague came. And the colleague just was blown away by the fact that it was free, that there was, you know, china teacups and gorgeous home baking, attention to detail, and that you weren't expected to give anything back in return. And she left that day and went out. And when she went into the town, she met another friend of hers. And she said, the friend said, oh, you want a coffee? And she goes, no, actually, come back. And she came back. She came back to the tea room with the friend that she'd met in the town. And a short time after that, she, she came and said to my friend, look, we could do this in our workplace. We could do this. We could treat the team. And so they did it. They did a big tea room with attention to detail, gorgeous home baking. And the other staff in the workplace were like, so what's, what are you collecting for? You know, what's the charity or whatever? And they were just like, no, it's just we're giving it away. We want you to have a treat. And I think the team were really blown away. And it had a massive impact on what was going on there. And a while after that, uh, the workplace was going through quite a stressful time. And um, there's a few Christians and they wanted to pray together. And there'd always been a bit of opposition to that. Um, but then there was just that sort of community feeling and the boss said, okay, pray together. And in fact, the first time they went to pray together, he came with an A4 sheet of paper with prayer requests for the workplace and all the things that were going on there. And since then, things have just carried on. And even this summer, there's been a prayer chain about and the, the, the staff that aren't Christians have been sending texts to that. So, you know... My friend just participated in what God was doing. All she did was invite a colleague to a tea room that we were doing. She joined the dots of her church and her workplace. And God has allowed her to see the fruits of those seeds that were sown a few years ago. And I always just think, wow. And I've been kind of hearing these bits as we go along. And it's just been really amazing. Maybe you're a new Christian here this morning or you're new to church. Or maybe you've gone through some kind of faith journey yourself and you're coming out the other side and now you're in a new place of desperately wanting to partner with God and if you're not sure but you just want to be a part of what God is doing then just ask ask your leaders you know come and say to them what do you sense God is doing what's God doing around here give me some ideas I want to get involved in that you know a lot of the time that means kind of getting stuck in especially if you're not sure what to do you know kingdom work is about serving it's a bit messy and it means rolling up your sleeves and getting your hands dirty and I always love that picture of people just taking off jackets rolling up their sleeves and getting stuck into whatever needs done or as Matthew said last week it's not enough to just turn up on a Sunday and see what's going on we need to jump in and certainly we could just sit here all week you know it's nice isn't it we can turn up on our right now lives, but not be present. And it's the same as being here on a Sunday. It's like what I said at the beginning, getting the free tickets, turning up at a concert, and it being nice, but we're singing our own words to the songs. If we don't participate with what God's doing, we're going to miss it. If we don't start joining our own dots, we're going to miss the taking part, and we're not going to see what happens when we partner with God as he redeems and restores his broken people. So just want to finish up. <clears throat> you remember I said um, at the beginning that the definition um, of participation is taking part. And so you may all, or you probably are all familiar with the phrase, it's the taking part that counts. And that's what we teach our children, isn't it? Because we want to tell them that winning isn't everything. And that's why I love this quote from John Wimber. Um, he was a founding member of the Vineyard Movement. There's a quote there. And the quote is this, find out where God is and get behind what he is doing. He always wins. And I love that 
So where our amazing God is concerned, we can take part in what God is doing and we can always be on the winning side. We can always be on the right track. So can I just encourage you again this morning, join your dots, find out where God is in your right now life, be faithful in prayer, get stuck into your Bible and ask him, you know, like I work here, I live here, you know, this is where I hang out, this is where my friends are. God, what do you want me to do? Show me the people and the places that you have for me. And like my friend, we will get to see what happens as a result.